Real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast, be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John. This episode is what I refer to as a showcase episode where I feature a bootstrapped entrepreneur and they briefly share their tips, tricks, tactics, techniques, and tools that help them bootstrap their business and the successes and failures along the way. My hope is that each of these showcase episodes will provide at least one valuable takeaway that you can implement right away in your own bootstrap business journey. Now on to the episode. Hey, my name is Tan Pham. So I started Asian Efficiency in 2011 and I dropped out of college and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. But uh, back around that time, blogging became really popular. And so I thought, you know what? Let me just start a blog because I keep getting questions from friends and family about how to be productive, how to be organized, how to manage your to-do list and so on. And so I started a blog, kept blogging every single week. And then over time, it accidentally turned into a business because it became so popular that New York Times, Forbes, Lifehacker, and other publications started picking up my blog and linking to it. And so over the last few years, I've been able to help over 15,000 clients now with their productivity, helping them become more productive at work. And in life, I'm do this through online courses. We have workshops, we have in-person training, offsite training. And we also have a podcast called The Productivity Show, where we share weekly productivity tips to help people become more productive. And this has always been a passion project of mine and something I'm very passionate about. And even to this day, I consider myself very lucky to be able to help people with something that I'm so excited about, get energized about, can talk about for on and on and on. And so I'm really excited to be here on your show here as well, to be able to share some of the things I've learned that I've seen work with other clients, with other people, and hopefully benefit some other people and entrepreneurs here as well. I had the idea to start a blog because I read a book by Gary Vee at that time, Crush It. And it was all about just creating content, starting a blog, and I said, you know what, this seems really easy. It doesn't require much capital at all. I think I maybe put in $100 to include domain registration, web hosting for a year, and then the time commitment to write something every single week. And again, I never thought this was going to be a business. It was just a passion project of mine. And when it did turn into a business by accident, the capital that it needed was very little because at that point, I got a lot of traffic from SEO. Uh, I've never done really any sort of paid advertising or, or spending a lot of money on marketing dollars in that sense. And then over the years, I basically reinvested a lot of the money into equipment. So it's like upgrading my computer, having a podcast mic, having a, a nice web camera, having a camera to record videos with. And that is maybe like a few thousand dollars, but that was something that I accumulated over the last few years or so. And then within the first few years, I would just use whatever I had. So I had a really old laptop that I used. The microphone was the built-in microphone of my laptop. So it wasn't even that great. And so I upgraded my stuff slowly over time. So don't feel like you have to do everything all at once. I recommend that you actually get into producing consistently first before you upgrade your equipment, because that at the end of the day is more important than anything else. So I've never taken outside capital or anything like that. I just put in sweat equity, put in a lot of time. I had a full-time job while I was building my blog and just the extra time on the weekends and the extra money I made from working would literally just be, be reinvested into my blog and then later my business as well. 
when I went full time. So if I can do it, you can as well. When I started Asian Efficiency, I learned about online courses. And so I thought, okay, this seems like a great idea and might be a great model. So let's give it a try. So I ended up researching what challenges people had around productivity. One of the major challenges was sleep. And sleep is the biggest force multiplier for productivity. If you can get enough sleep, then you're going to be way more productive than the person that doesn't get enough sleep. And so I did a lot of research on the internet and it seems like a big problem. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to create an online audio program, which is based on an audiobook, and tell people how to sleep better and get better quality sleep. And so I launched it to my own audience and it completely flopped. <laughs> I think I made maybe $400 in the first week. I remind you, I had like at that point, maybe eight or 9,000 email subscribers. So it was very little money. It was maybe $20 for the ebook or the audiobook. And so I thought, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I could ever turn this into a business. And so I remember thinking, okay, what can I learn from this? And it kind of led me down the path to read this book called Lean Startup. And the idea was instead of building a product, hoping that it would succeed, which is what most companies do. What if you build a product alongside with a bunch of beta users that are ideal candidates and then build the product for free with them until they get success and then find customers based on that? Because now you've proven that it actually works. And so that's what I did for my second course. Uh, it turns out that my audience actually wanted solutions for task management, managing their to-do list more effectively. So I built the product with them for about four or five months. And once I felt like it was really good, that's when I went to the whole public. And then that became a instant success. And I was able to essentially go full time with my business. And so it took one product failure to figure out how to actually do research, create products, create things that people actually want. And then the marketing was actually relatively easy because if you have such a good solution, especially if the pain point is very high, the marketing becomes almost automatic. And so that's one, one of the biggest things I learned is that you can have a great product, but if nobody wants it, nobody's going to buy. But if you can find a pain point that people have built a product with them and then launch it, you're going to see some great results. And every product since then has always been created this way. And that allowed us to be in business for over now 12 years now, going into 13 with no problems at all. And so think about how you can build products alongside with your audience. When I first started Asian Efficiency, I used tools that were mostly free. And again, this was 2011. So a lot of tools that we have today weren't available back then. And a lot of technology that we have available today was not even existing back then or, or was very difficult to use. So you have to have a little bit more skill to be able to use a lot of the tools. However, today, I think that most people can use any of the tools. So the ones that we use in the beginning, especially with Google Business Suite that it is called nowadays, it would allow us to host our calendar, our email and stuff like that. So it's kind of like our backend. And then for housing files, we use Dropbox. I've always found that a great solution and skilled very well over the last 10 years since I've used it. And so I run a completely online based company. So we have people all over the world and we're 100% remote. So a lot of the tools that we use tend to be built with that in mind. So for example, we used to use HipChat, but it's now called Slack. And that's what we use to internally communicate. And then I'm a big fan of the Atlassian products. So we use stuff like Confluence. We use Jira. Part of it is because we are a productivity company. We follow this methodology called Scrum 
which is very popular in the software world, but not so much outside of it. But I found that a great methodology to put teams in place to succeed and perform at a very high rate. And Scrum is the methodology that resonates most with me. And so we tend to pick a lot of products that are built around that philosophy. And so I'll say like Slack is built and integrated with it. Like I said, Jira is purely built for Scrum teams. And then with Confluence, we house all of our internal documentations and meetings and the updates within the company there as well. So we actually don't use internal emails whatsoever. So these are some of the things that we use. And I found that you can get away with a lot of free services in the beginning to save some money. And once you start building your team and start hiring people, that's when you want to start updating your infrastructure. So don't feel like you have to do it before you start hiring or expanding because it oftentimes is a waste of time, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur. But as you start building your team, that's when you have to start thinking about What's the tech stack that I'm going to use? And is it scalable going from two to 10 people? And oftentimes, as you double the size of your company, your infrastructure will have to update as well. And that's something I have to learn along the way. So hopefully that will give you some foresight on what to expect. I appreciate you having me on your show here today. And if there's any parting words or thoughts, I would say whatever you picked up today, implement it right away. Speed of implementation is something that I find so valuable and so important and something that I want to instill in other people, especially clients that I work with. If you learn something new or you heard about something that you think could make an impact, instead of waiting on it or writing it down, I would say do it right away, even if you do it imperfectly, because then you have taken more action than before and also you're more likely to follow through. So if you heard an app or a tip or something like that, download the app right now or implement the tip even to the smallest degree you'll see a lot more motion and progress moving forward that will oftentimes motivate you to continue going. And so do that. And if you want to find out more about me, my company, the resources that we have, go to asianefficiency.com. And we have tons of free articles. We have the email newsletter as well that you can subscribe to where we, we release weekly productivity tips. And then I also have a podcast called The Productivity Show, where we release new episodes every single week, multiple times a week sharing best practices, tips, and strategies to become more productive at work and in life and also to save a ton of time along the way so you can spend more time doing the things that truly matter to you. So thanks again for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that episode and were able to take away a valuable nugget of information that you can implement right away in your own business. If you feel your story would be valuable for the listeners of this show, please visit Frugal dot show forward slash guest. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.